what are the little steps that we can take and and get again our mind thinking in this positive momentum of okay this is my goal and this is my dream and here's how i'm making my way to it versus oh this is why i can't right now nope nope this, these are all the reasons that it, it can't happen to the podcast, The Life of a Bon Vivant, Manifesting Your Paris Dreams and More. I'm your host, Bita Hashimpour. This podcast is designed to inspire, elevate, and help you step into the abundant life you deserve, whether that's in Paris or anywhere else in the world. So we are back for another episode of the Life of a Bon Vivant podcast, and I wanted to take this time for this episode to discuss some of the mindset that goes behind manifesting really any dream, but particularly a move to Paris and making such a big life change. I touched upon this in the first episode a bit when I discussed my Paris story, but I think it's really interesting to people whenever I talk to them about my move to France and you know how I went about it. I think it's really interesting for them to hear how I did this one uh, at a relatively young age, but two without any partner, family, um, any kind of pushing factor like a job transfer or um, anything like that school, you know, that I was attending some kind of university degree, you know, that I'm pursuing or anything like that. Um, So I think there's a different state of mind when you are doing anything in life really under those circumstances. For instance, I know that when I moved to New York right out of college, uh, I had a job opportunity there, and that was a huge push to move. I loved New York. I knew I wanted to live there one day. I had already visited the city and fallen in love with it, and I knew that that was somewhere that I definitely want to spend some of my life, you know experiencing and living in. And when that job opportunity presented itself, I jumped on it. And it's so much easier to pick up your life and move to somewhere else when you have something like that, that really pushes you into motion. Same with like, um, if you have a spouse and you know, they have a job transfer or anything like that, or whatever it may be, when we have a really clear cut, propelling reason, it's often easier to wrap our brain around it and get ourselves moving into, you know, a forward action towards 
whatever place or thing it is that we are um, changing our life towards. So in my case, I didn't have any of that. Um, like I said, in the first episode, I had wanted to live in Paris for a long time. Ever since I visited there, it definitely was a city that had a profound effect on me and stayed with me even when I went back home. And I traveled to France many times after that first trip, and that dream was still very much alive in me. But it's one thing to have a dream and sort of just have that floating around in your heart and mind. And it's another to take the next step to be like, okay, how are we going to make this happen? Let's see here. Like, let's get our ducks in a row. And I think it becomes harder the more and more you age. In some ways, like some people who are retired, feel as though the obstacles to making a move like that is less in the sense that maybe your kids are grown, they're out of the house, you don't have a job holding you down. In those cases, yes. But the thing is, is every year that passes, it's almost like we become more and more cemented into our spots, into where we are. We often get more and more comfortable in the bubble that we've created for ourselves. And it becomes really difficult to pull yourself away from that and take yourself out of that comfort zone. And I found that definitely true for me. I know that when I was younger, um, especially like after college, after I lived in New York, when I moved back home, I didn't really have that many close friends. I had, you know, a few friends that I kept in touch with, but most of my college friends I had grown apart from, you know, I hadn't seen them. Um, same with high school friends. And I was at this place where I had left a really stressful job and was really just trying to find something that I could enjoy. And it would have been kind of perfect you know, on paper to have made a move at that time in my early 20s because I didn't have as many attachments. And while I was close to my family for sure, there was still very much this like adventurous, you know, part of me that was okay, like being away from family. I had done it. I had just lived in New York away from family and while I missed them terribly, my parents were also really involved in, in their work. They had started a company together and were really busy. My sister was busy in a new job um, away from home, too. So in a sense, it would have been kind of perfect timing to do that, um, except for the finances were definitely not where they were when I actually did make the move almost a decade later. But in the sense of emotional attachments, it was a good place, a good time to be, you know, making a move like that. Fast forward to when I'm 31 and I make the move to Paris. Financially, I'm in a lot stronger of a position, but emotionally, it was also very difficult because at that point in my life, 
I was incredibly close with my mom and sister. We had spent so much of our time together in recent years. After my dad had passed, we were like the three amigas. And it was really crazy to think that I would be living life, you know, where I wouldn't see them every day, uh, except for FaceTime. We definitely FaceTimed a lot. And the other thing too, was that I had built up a really close knit network of good friends in my hometown in California at that age. I had a household. I had bought, you know, furniture and dish like dishware and cookware and all this stuff. Like I had made a home for myself and I had great friends, loving family, my dog, and to pick up myself and my dog and move us across the world to somewhere else definitely required a lot of emotional courage, but also a mindset shift. And the way I basically approached it is I knew this was something I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to have the opportunity to live in Paris. And when I knew financially I could do it, and when COVID uh, sort of eased up and I could literally cross the border and, you know, go into France, I told myself that I am someone who doesn't like to live with regrets. And I am someone who understands that, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, life is short. I saw that. I saw with my very own eyes how my father's unexpected passing was this, you know, prime example of you never knowing what the next day holds. And I also knew that while it would have been really nice to have like a significant other, husband, someone at my side to have made that move with, I wasn't ever truly alone. I knew that I had the capability to create friends and surround myself with love no matter where I went. Because as human beings, it's our nature to be social. It's our nature to connect with others. And we can do that when we're willing to be a little brave and vulnerable. So I knew that that couldn't be my excuse. And I also knew that while this was definitely a big change, while I was packing up my apartment, ending my, you know, lease and, and effectively moving all my stuff, I knew that if like for any reason I was miserable one month in, two months in, whatever, and I just couldn't do it, I could always come back. And when I say that, I want you to know it wasn't like a place of privilege in the sense of, oh, well, I can just move back into my parents' house. Like that wasn't a possibility. My mom, you know, had a small place. It wouldn't have worked. (laughs) Um, But I knew that nothing is permanent in life. And we have to stop making excuses, you know, for our fears, because we, we have the ability to accomplish a lot. And we just have to give ourselves a little more credit when it comes to that. So in my case, um, a lot of people ask me, well, why did you move back? Because, you know, I did eventually move back. 
but it was at the end of my year long visa. And my reason for that was basically twofold. One, I had to come back because of the type of visa I had, uh, regardless of if I wanted to stay or not, I would have had to come back to the U.S. after my uh, visa expired and reapplied for either the same visa or something different. Uh, but two, I also have a business based in the U.S. and I knew that if I want to live in France, when I go back, I have to go back in a way where I can incorporate my business in France too, on the whole administrative and legal side of things, which is a whole other project, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I am not familiar with French tax laws and how to run a business in France. So I knew that I'd have to go educate myself a little bit before making a decision like that. Um, and so when people ask me even today, would you go back? I'm like, yes, I, I love France. I loved Paris. I love living there. But I would need to go back with a lot more knowledge uh, about how I'd be running my business there before I'd ever make that commitment and whether it's something that actually benefits me or not. Um, because in terms of an emotional level, like day to day, do I like it? I loved it. But business wise, is it the smart thing to do? So that's that. But just making that first initial decision to get my butt over there to France, I think uh, it's interesting to me because a lot of people will tell me, oh, you're so brave to have done this. And at such a young age. And I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, not really thinking much about it. Because to me, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was being super brave. I felt like, well, yeah, this is something that I want to do. And sure, there are unknowns. And it's kind of scary to think like, what if I don't like it? But the risk of living life, not having experienced that dream, not having realized that dream was far scarier to me. I mean, to me, the scary thing always is to, I always say like, if you're in that situation where God forbid you get a horrible diagnosis and the doctor tells you like, you know, you only have X amount of time to live. Are you going to be sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, like I have so much on this bucket list of mine and my journal that I have not even gotten close to. Like I am not living life the way I want to be living. Or would you be obviously still upset, but thinking, okay, well, I have been living a good life. Like, how can I maximize, you know, the rest of my time? So there's a big difference between those, those two reactions. You're rightfully upset in both, but in one of them, you just have like a horrible wake up call that, oh my gosh, I have not been living life on my terms. A lot of people look at people like me who did something crazy, like, you know, moving to France and think, 
we have some kind of like special, I don't know, gene or special part of our brain that allows us to do something like that. And I just think it's not true. We all have these fears. We all have these reservations. We all have things that, you know, make us go, I don't know, like, should I, shouldn't I? We all have that. But I think it's a matter of how you go about overcoming that. That's where the difference is. Those of us who have got up and and said, you know what, I'm following my dream. I'm doing that. It's because we decided that we weren't going to let our fear be louder than our passion and our desire. And that's the only difference. Or else it's not that the fear doesn't exist. And I think that's really important to know because if you're sitting here and you have a dream in your heart that you want to pursue and you're just scared about how to go about that or you don't know how, even saying I don't know how, that in itself is a fear. I just heard uh, Kathy Heller, who I love, I listen to her podcast all the time. She said, I don't know is also a limiting belief. And it's so true because I don't know is the easy way of not confronting what it is that's truly blocking you. That's what it is that's holding you back. What is that fear? What is that stagnating belief? Because I don't know is easier. You know, if I ask you, well, hey, uh, so when are you planning on making that move? Like, what's your goal? When when do you think you're going to actually take the next step and and pursue XYZ dream? And if you tell me, well, I mean, it's going to happen, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's the easy answer. The hard thing would be to actually sit down and be like, well, what am I doing to take one, myself one step closer to that dream? And so... It's really important that as human beings, when we are trying to pursue anything in our life, we work on our minds. We work on our beliefs because before you can do anything, you got to believe first that you can achieve it. You can have it. It can be yours. And if you're not there yet, then you have a lot more of a struggle ahead of you than just the simple, you know, checklist items to, to check off till you get there. So I think it's really important that if you are wanting something in your life, if you have this interest or desire, if you want to move to Paris, like I did, or anywhere in France, like I did, then you got to first Bring a little awareness to what's going on in your thought process right now. What is holding you back? What are the things you're telling yourself every time this desire pops up within you? What are you telling yourself is the reason that you can't have that right now? Is it money? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your house? You know, is it <laughs> anything? Your your parents, are you taking care of elderly parents? I mean, there's so many things. And it's not to say that 
you're making up excuses. Those could very well be things in your current reality. But there is always, always a way when there's a will. You know, it's it's cheesy, but it's the truth. There, When there's a will, there's a way. And the more that we keep just cycling this loop in our brain of this is why I can't, this is why I can't, this is why I can't, that's just how it's going to continue to be. If you tell me, well, you know, I'm in a job right now that I can't, like, I can't pick up and leave and move to France. Okay. That's, that's very much true. I'm sure. I'm sure you're not lying. But if I ask you, well, what are you doing to find a job that you could be living in France? Are you looking for remote work? Are you trying to work on your own business idea? Are you working on some kind of sabbatical plan? What are you doing so that come next year, January 2024, if I ask you the same question, you can say, I have a different answer. I am in a job now where I can move to France. So I think that's a huge mindset shift is how do we go from just like complaining for lack of a better word or repeating what we feel is our current truth to actually making a change. And I think like anything in life, any kind of change you want to make, it starts with the little steps. It's not like you have to go out and have a whole new job tomorrow. That could happen. You know, you never know. If you find some amazing new opportunity, cool. But it doesn't have to be that big leap. Even just, let's say you're someone who is in a job right now that um, has no kind of remote capability, but you also have some kind of hobby or you know, passion on the side that you enjoy doing. Is it possible that you could offer that talent or skill that you have in a way that would make some money so that you could start working on the baby steps of starting your own business? Or are there people in your, you know, uh, network, your job network, or your literally LinkedIn network that you could start fostering some relationships with and connect with that could potentially lead to an opportunity where you could work abroad. So what are the little steps that we can take and, and get, again, our mind thinking in this positive momentum of, okay, this is my goal and this is my dream. And here's how I'm making my way to it versus, oh, this is why I can't right now. Nope, nope. This, these are all the reasons that it, it can't happen. So that requires a big mindset shift. And again, I think just reminding yourself that life is short and you shouldn't wait till you get a really horrible like health diagnosis or something really unexpected happens in your life to propel you. You have the ability and the power within you today to make the changes 
that you want to pursue your, your dream. And so I really just hope that that resonates with you and that you understand that it's not about any one particular person having more capability or power than another. It's just about you choosing to not make your fears the dominant guiding force in your life. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are looking for that one-on-one support to make some changes in your life and really get some of that help that you need to make those mindset shifts, understand that I am here for you to help you. I do have a coaching program where I work with women one-on-one to give them the accountability and support that they often need to make these kind of mental shifts and also to help with a lot of the practical initiatives that they want to take to help them reach their goals. So if you are interested in that, feel free to visit monpetit4.com slash atelier-parisian. And I'll have the link below in the notes too. So you can check that out and send me a message and we'll chat further. Thanks guys and have a great week. 